This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Hello and welcome to our monthly cover CD podcast in which we take a brief look at the works on the disc that accompanies the latest issue of BBC Music Magazine. I am Jeremy Pound, the magazine's deputy editor, and with me is our editorial assistant, Eleanor Cooper. Hello. This month, we are talking about our November issue cover CD, which contains just the two works, John Adams's Shaker Loops and Steve Rice's The Desert Music. The fact that both pieces are by US composers is no coincidence, as our November issue celebrates American music in all its glory from Canada in the north to Argentina in the south, and much that lies in between. So, let's get listening, shall we? First up is John Adams's Shaker Loops for String Orchestra. On our disc, the players for that string orchestra are drawn from the ranks of the BBC Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Richard Buckley. We're going to plunge into the middle of the first of the work's four parts, called Shaking and Trembling.
That, from John Adams's Shaker Loops, was Shaking and Trembling, which I hope hasn't left you shaken but not stirred, as that would be a bit of a shame. But anyway, punning aside, explain what's being portrayed in that movement, Eleanor. The Shakers, whose official name is the United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing, are a Christian sect who were founded in the 18th century in England. Um, they got the nickname Shakers because of their ecstatic and frenzied behaviour during worship. The sect is now almost extinct. There are just three active members left in the USA. But their communities have had a big impact on America, including American music. The hymn tune and folk melody Simple Gifts, which Copeland uses in the Appalachian Spring, was actually a shaker tune, for example. We shouldn't forget shaker furniture either which is also very fashionable. Exactly. John Adams actually grew up near a defunct Shaker colony in New Hampshire, and he was inspired by this way of worshipping that Shakers believes allows them to transcend their usual state. Um, He believes that this minimalist music can actually do something similar. Yes. um, It's not all high-octane trembling and shaking, though, and Shaker Loops does have its more contemplative, slur-paced moments. Here's one such moment from the beginning of Part 3, Loops and Verses. Well, that was lovely. Can you briefly explain, Eleanor, what the loops part of the title Shaker Loops refers to? It refers to looping, which is a technique that began um, in the age of recording onto tape. Um, Sections of tape could be cut and literally looped so that they'd play the same section over and over again. And John Adams uses it quite a lot in in various works. Um, And lots of other composers who worked during that era have also used the technique and it's become something of a trope in minimalist music. And very effective it is too. Now, however, we're going to extricate ourselves away from John Adams's loops and head into Steve Reich's desert. Here on the second work featured on BBC Music Magazine's November issue is Steve Reich's The Desert Music, performed by the BBC Symphony Orchestra and BBC Singers under the baton of Peter Eötvös. We're going to join it right at the beginning. That was the very beginning of Steve Reich's The Desert Music, a mighty 45-minute minimalist masterpiece for orchestra and choir. What was the inspiration behind the work, Eleanor? The Desert Music is based on a set of poems by William Carlos Williams by the same name. Despite the name, only the opening of the fifth movement is actually intended to evoke a desert landscape. The rest of the music, like the poetry it's based on, is inspired by the idea of seeking light or hope in the middle of desolation. 
Yes, and as befits a piece of minimalist music, the titles of each movement are similarly minimal. There are effectively seven movements in all, called fast, moderate, slow, moderate, slow, moderate, fast. You'll have noticed a symmetry there, and that of course is no accident. We're going to rejoin the work in the first of the slow movements. That was a moment from the slow third part of the Desert Music by Steve Reich. Now, Reich, incidentally, is also one of 10 US composers who we interview in a feature in the November issue of BBC Music Magazine. Can you briefly tell us about that feature, Eleanor? Yeah, we asked uh, 10 composers, as you said, uh, to tell us about one work that had a profound impact on them. There are some absolutely brilliant stories from composers like George Crumb, um, Augusta Reed Thomas and John Carigliano and many, many more. And I think it gives us a really interesting insight into um, how how their music has been influenced by the previous generation of composers and um, how it's how it's shaped our, the contemporary composers of today. It is. It's a, it's a fascinating read. Um, and as I said before, we celebrate the American continent in many other ways in our November issue, such as there's a comprehensive A to Z of American music, a guide to the finest Latin American composers, um, a look at the wonderful story of Baroque music from Bolivia, and a building a library feature on Copeland's Appalachian Spring. And even the quiz has an American theme to it. And as it is now on sale, you'll find the issue in all good newsagents. Ellen and I will be back next month with a look at our December cover CD of Bach's The Art of Fugue. In the meantime, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Eleanor. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.